Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Luke chapter 1, verse 57. When the time came for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy, and they shared in her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise a child. And uh, is, that, is that what I want to read? You know, the problem is my phone went to night mode. Is that 57? Is 57 Zechariah filled with the Holy Spirit? That's 57, right? I'm a, can I borrow your glasses or something? Jesus, help me out. 57. 57 is... Uh, Yes, very good. Oh, that's that Jewish Bible. I ain't taking that one, man. Messed me up altogether. Here we go. <laughs> it's wonderful, just hard for me to read. Verse 57. You guys were like not paying attention. Okay, here we go. Now Elizabeth's time, full time, came for her to be delivered. And she brought forth a son. Yes, it lags, so that's not going to work for me. I'm so sorry. Verse 58. Praise be to the Lord God of Israel. Here, Pastor Karen, would you read through us? From verse 57 through verse... uh... Yes. Right. No, that's not it. It's Zechariah, birth of, birth of John. I'm so sorry. See, it's my notes. But you're going to read for us anyway. You read so, and I love the sound of your voice. All right, verse 67, until I say stop. Okay. Hallelujah. Zechariah's song. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, of his servant David as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Okay, I'll pray in tongues because I've got real issues now. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're amazing. Uh, Thank you. Do whatever you want to do. You've already scrambled my eggs on this one. So, God, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. Where's my son? Daniel Bracken, Jr., Here, come take night mode off and set me free. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
because um, I can't figure that out right now. Amen. And then if you could put it on silent also. It's like totally not the text I want to read. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a good text. It's great. It's just not the one I want to read. I wanted to read the one about Zechariah naming uh, John the Baptist John. And so uh, somehow I got that all scrambled. And so welcome. Yeah, it's in there somewhere. It's in the Bible. Amen. So I'll paraphrase, and um, uh, you can go and look it up later at your own time. Very good. Thanks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need some humbling here, I guess. Praise the Lord. It's always good to be humbled. Um, so, an angel shows up as Zechariah is burning incense. And we just preached this recently. And Zechariah couldn't believe the angel. And Zechariah was judged. And he was basically made mute and, uh, and he couldn't, you know, couldn't speak. And uh, one of the things the angel says, so that text we read is a great text. Take it home, study it. It'll be awesome. Amen. I'm not preaching from it. And so the angel says, you're going to name him John, right? And this is the story of John the Baptist. The thing about that that's interesting to me is that they didn't name the names of children randomly picked out of some list. And uh, Daniel, if you'd find me that text too, that'd be great. You're a stud. Thanks. And so, <laughs> and so the time comes for Elizabeth to give birth, all right? So this miracle comes. You're, you're going to name him John. What's his name? John. And uh, he goes home, and it, it's, he retired, most likely. That was it. He's 50. That was the last time he serves. He goes home and puts action to his faith, and she gets pregnant. And, and amen. <laughs> About nine months later, you're holding up fingers. and You can just yell it from the back because we're so jacked up right now. Right. <laughs> I, actually, you know what's exciting about this? This is the worst I can ever remember twisting and butchering up the scriptures. Let's just give God the praise. Come on, lift your hands. It's great. Awesome. Praise God. If you're offended, uh, and, and this is like a really weird service for you, try us at least two more times. All right? Fair enough. And uh, I am the, uh, I just think of me as the fat brother of uh, the real pastor who'll be here Wednesday. Okay? All right. Very good. <laughs> so, uh, so they name him John. <laughs> I'm trying to find the place where he's born. And then he says his name is John. And then his tongue is loose. Just one at a time, please, because I'm, I'm, I'm so struggling right now. You are good. In the morning I say you are good. In the evening I say you are good. You are good to me. So it's amazing. What's amazing is that he, he obeys the Lord. 
I mean, maybe it's not that amazing, but to me it's amazing. They're shocked because nobody in his family's name is John. And names were significant. How many of you picked the names for your own children when they were born? All right. And uh, the, the naming of a child is usually under the decision of a parent. And there are some cultural, interesting cultural um, milieus and habits that grandparents name the, the grandbabies. And I've heard of all kinds of things. Names are a big deal. When the ark was captured and um, uh, Eli fell over, he was fat also. Anyway... He fell backwards and broke his neck, and he died. And his grandson was born, and they named him what? Ichabod. The name Ichabod means the glory is departed. Here's the thing that's astounding to me. That when God wants to do something in the earth, he finds a man, he finds a woman, and then they have to obey. They get to choose. What, what scholars say is, is the, what's called the glory of man is the freedom of choice. God, God put, a, put them in the garden and there's a tree. I'm starting to feel the Holy Ghost now, thank God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's going to be okay. There's a tree in the garden and... And, and there's a choice. You can, you can do anything in the garden, name all the animals, do all this stuff, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they had a choice not to do that. Love is not in a vacuum. And I've found that in Christianity, in our, our modern Western Christianity, most people are wondering why the blessing of God isn't coming upon their life. But they don't examine their lives to see whether their choices are lined up with God's word. And as a result, they get offended at God, they get offended at church, and they're like, that Christianity stuff doesn't really work. When in fact, they've not been making choices to eat from the right tree. Can I say it that way? They've not been making the choices to fully obey God. The blessing of God is tied to you obeying his word. If you don't obey his word, come on somebody say hallelujah. If you don't obey his word, then you're not going to see the blessing of God. And so, so what happens is this child is named Zachariah. Uh, pardon me. Zachariah names his son John. And it really is rather profound. Come on, say I've got a choice. So Zachariah could have aborted his will, the will of God and not named his, his son John. But I think he had sufficient fear of the Lord enough since he was mute and deaf, you know, for nine months plus that he wasn't going to disobey Zach. Uh, Zach wasn't going to disobey the archangel again. But you have a choice. You can abort God's will. You could abort God's will by not obeying. You have to choose. Oh, we've said that before. You've got to will to do the will of God. Say that. Make it personal. I will to do the will of God. In your heart, there has to be that desire to do God's will. And if you don't have that, and you don't line your choices up with it, then you're not going to see. You're not going to see it come to pass. You know, Zachariah could have yielded to the pressure of his neighbors. There's nobody this named John. Nobody in your family's name, John. You can go read the text. It's in there. It's in the Bible. It's in, it's in the book of Luke somewhere. 
first few chapters. Could have yielded to pressure, peer pressure. There's all kinds of peer pressure that, that wants to get you not to obey God, not, to, not to, to yield or choose his will, to do his will. All kinds, he could have yielded to that. He could have, he could have resented being deaf and, 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 you know, mute. Resented God. I'm not going to obey you since you made me deaf and mute. I'm a, I've heard all kinds of stuff pastoring for a number of years. I, I have. You've got to will to do the will of God. You've got to choose God's will. And when we don't, when we don't, we can abort the plan of God. Wow. There's two things that keep us from obeying God's word. Inside pressures and outside pressures. Inside pressures like bitterness, resentment, pride, hurts. Outside pressures like public ideas, the world, principles of the world. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many business people we've had come over the years and say, my accountant is totally upset at us. Like, how come? He's like, they said, we're just giving way too much to the church. I said, you need another accountant. They're like, yeah, we were thinking the same thing. I mean, there, here's an accountant trying to say, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, hello? Hello? The reason I'm so blessed is because I'm a tither and a giver. You have an accountant trying to talk him out of it. Yeah, come on. Right. You, you, need, you need a godly accountant. Thank God for godly accountants. Amen. <laughs> wow. What happens when we do the will of God? I see seven things that take place here. Seven things that happen. Did you actually find it? Because I've got, did you? So it's Luke 1 and 63. Yes, ma'am. So look at verse 63. Thank you, Pastor Karen, anointed one. Who's writing on the tablet to everyone's astonishing wrote his name is John. Verse 64. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was set free and he began to speak, praising God. Stop. What happens when you obey God? Number one, you're going to experience freedom. You're going to experience the liberty that only comes from serving God. When you choose to do God's will, freedom is a byproduct that takes place. Come on, those, those, who, those who allow the Spirit of the Lord to be full in their life and lead them and guide them, it's, it's them that walk in freedom. You've got to choose to do the will of God. It's not just going to happen. And you'll have all kinds of pressures. But you will experience personal freedom. Look at verse 65. All the neighbors were filled with awe. You know what's amazing? There was, uh, there was some folks that came for the baptism, and I think they left, which, is, which I'm, I'm sad about. Maybe they had to go. You know, I understand people have schedules. I had a prophetic word for them, but I don't see them in the congregation anymore. And they came, and, and granted, they, they had to go, whatever, that's fine. They were weeping during the time of the baptism as people were testifying about how God set them free, little ones and, and, and those that were older and parents, and, st and they were weeping. Do you know when you choose to obey God, others will experience God's power and hold God in awe. And that's what was happening for that, that, that older couple that was here. They were experiencing like, my God, there's hope. My God, there's hope. When, when you obey God, you'll experience personal freedom, and then those who know you will also experience personal freedom and, and hold God on all like, oh, snap. Man. God really must be good. 
in the morning. In the evening, I'm going to say, you are good. God is held in awe by, by others. What if your family's freedom and deliverance was dependent upon you choosing to serve God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? You missed a great place to say amen. What would it, what would, is it possible that if you were to choose God to serve God with all your heart, I don't mean half your heart, I mean with all your heart, what would happen? I mean, think about that. Your deliverance and your neighbor's deliverance, what, what, what if the nation was dependent upon you serving God with all your heart? I said, well, the nation's not, no, actually, the nation's made of families, so, so really one family at a time. Wow, God is held in awe by others and the Holy Spirit will work through you in a greater way. And you get a clearer working of the picture of God. Look at verse 68. Praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people to redeem them. That's, that's, that's not a new thought, but it is a new thought certainly historically it's not at, at the declaration of it. But for those who were listening, they had revelation like, whoa, the Savior's gonna be born. And this is the one, verse 68. We're affirmed in our role. Look at verse 4 to 74. to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve God without fear. When you choose to obey God, your destiny will be revealed. Look at verse 76. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. If he didn't choose to name him John and didn't choose to obey God, all of these things wouldn't have happened. I mean, I think God maybe would have chosen somebody else. The point is this, this very brief message that we read the wrong text on. Choose to serve God. And if you'll do that, then the blessings of God will come upon you and your home and your family and your children and your grandchildren and your finances and your physical health. The blessing of God is tied to the word of God. Speak it in the morning. Speak it in the evening. Speak it in the noontime. Pray it. Stand on it. It's the basis by which we pray. The promises of God are the basis by which we pray. And the promises of God will come to pass. Heaven and earth will will we'll pass away, but his, his word will remain. God's clearly speaking to us very simply tonight that we, need, that we can know God's will. What is God's will? It's his word. Know his word. If you know his word, you know his will. Now there's some, there's some, you know, some areas in there where you have to be led by the spirit. You know, it's not gonna tell you, you know, buy this house, but by knowing his, his will and knowing him, the person of the Holy Spirit, abiding with him, he'll lead you to whether you should buy that house or not. We just had a we just had a thing had a phone call after after uh, church this morning, and uh, talking with my daughter. She has she has some plans, so she's she's putting those before us, and she says, you know, for Thanksgiving she's not coming home for Thanksgiving. They shortened the holiday, so she'll be home for Christmas. But for Thanksgiving she's going to spend time with some friends, and there's some other things going on. So she proposed that. Well, instantly I hear one of them like that, that ain't God. What's the other one? <laughs> How do I know it's not God? Because instantly it turns into me, I know it isn't. 
I've got zero peace. And so, you know, and learn in teaching our children to walk with the Lord. Now she's 20 and she's she's a woman of God. She loves the Lord. But we do things together. I mean, just because you know you're older doesn't mean you just you're a law unto yourself. Your, your, your actions are going to affect your spouse, going to affect your kids. Amen. So she put that before us. What do you think about this? And I said, uh, which I thought was very mature. <laughs> well, why don't you pray about that, sweetheart, and let the Lord lead you. When inside, I'm going, well, plan B is out. You know what I mean? That's what I want to say. Like, plan B, that ain't God. So let's, let's, let's talk about plan A. Yeah. And so I started saying that, and then I thought, no, 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 whoa, whoa. Pull those reins in. And I said the godly thing, even so inside me, and if she's listening, I guess I'm busted, but inside me, I'm like. (laughs) So I said, you know, you pray. Let the Lord lead you and speak to you. She goes, okay, well, I guess, you know, I'll just pray and just do whatever. I said, no, 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 you know, why don't you just talk to us and let us know. (laughs) When you choose God's will and he'll lead you and he'll guide you, he'll direct you, it'll release freedom. People will stand in awe of God. It'll release the plan of God. It'll release the blessing of God. But you have to choose it. You have to choose to do the will of God. You have to will to do the will of God. As a church, simply, we're, we're choosing to move forward in the vision. And um, I just want to let you know about some things that are, that are happening. We are uh, hopeful to... Uh, move forward in Dillingham, Alaska. And so we have a small group there, amen, a small group of people that meet at a watch party and some different families, and, they, and we have a life group that's there. And uh, so we're hopeful, we're in the process of trying to find a viable way of bringing Pastor Tim to do a midweek there that's cost-effective. And then we just discovered that there's a half-off uh, airplane tickets for uh, missionaries and, and for those that are doing ministry. And so that, that makes it like 400 a month to fly him back and forth. And so I think we could believe God for that. How many, how many say amen? So there could be that we're just going to open Dillingham and we'll just move forward. So we're, we're knocking on that door. I spoke with a, a businessman in, from Anchorage in our church uh, at the 11 o'clock service. And uh, there's a whole a gathering of people that are starting to come together for Anchorage. It was right after you and I spoke. We, I've got a heart to Anchorage. We've got to plant a church in Anchorage. You know why? There's no church like ours in Anchorage. There's a lot of churches, but they're, they're, listen, Anchorage, what is there, 500, 400,000 people in Anchorage? Is that right? 400,000 people, I think. Is that right? No, is that right? Okay, sorry. Okay, three. Let's call it 250. How many of the 250,000 people in Anchorage do you think go to church? I mean, just be generous. Let's say 50,000. There's no way. There's no way. I'm talking Catholics, everybody. Okay, 20% says the man with great wisdom on the front. I missed you. Welcome home. Okay, so I don't know what 20% of 250 is. Does anybody know what 20% of 250? Amen. The point is, The point is, there's a lot of people going to hell, I think. So I think it's probably a good idea that we would do something, that God would help us. And we had a work there a number of years ago, and you guys helped to lead that. 
So I was talking to a businessman, and there's some things that are happening where possibly we could, my staff is looking at me like their eyes are just getting bigger, like, say what? <laughs> what? You know, maybe we'll do a Saturday night or something. Amen. Why would we do that? Because it's God's will to see a great revival come. And you can rest on your laurels and hope that just, or you can strike your arrows to the ground. So help me, God, I'm going to give everything I have to see his plan come about. I am not going to back off. I'm not going to shut up. I won't, I'm going to get more on fire. God's going to release strength and anointing and courage. And, come on, he's going to do it. I'm choosing to do God's will. We will expand. We will plant churches in every city that God gives us leadership for. Alaska is going to see the power of God come down. And not just Alaska, all over the earth. The hundred villages that have no gospel witness, that doesn't sit right with me anymore. We've got to do something. You have to will to do the will of God. It takes that to do our building. It takes that to raise a family, to, to see the blind heal, the lame walk. You've got to lay hands on the sick and see them. You've got to choose to do the will of God. Is it uncomfortable? Sometimes, yes. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. In your life, your, your personal life, the vision for your family. You've got to take action. Listen, I'm going to say this crazy thing that just dropped in my spirit. You go to this church. You tithe. You give. You serve here. I believe it's God's will for you to own your own house. There's no reason why you should pay somebody else's mortgage and they make money off of you. Okay, for a season, maybe. Right? Believe God. Believe God for the blessing of God in your life. Just say, well, they're so lucky. No, they're not. They work hard and they've got wisdom. Believe God to be prospered. Believe God for your kids. Where, uh, where's my boy? Are you... You moving around? You, okay. The Lord's gonna, the Lord's heard your prayer. The Lord heard you cry. When I saw you having a house at a very young age. In your 20s, you'll have your own home. God will give you your own home. He's going to bless you. He's going to prosper you. You know why? Because you're my son. And you're choosing to do the will of God. And you're asking. He's asking big things. Have you heard what he was praying? He's like, oh, yeah, Lord. He's got colors and everything picked out. Come on, you don't have because you don't ask. And you line up your actions with what you're asking. You believe God. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. You've got to will to do the will of God. The blessing of God coming down upon your life is not luck. Luck is some Eastern thing. We don't believe in luck. We believe in the blessing of God. But the blessing of God is irrevocably tied to the Word of God. And you've got to do the Word, live the Word, speak the Word. You've got to act on the Word. Don't abort God's blessing. Zechariah could have done it, but he didn't. And as you obey Him, you will be blessed. And God will hold people in awe because you've obeyed and with the blessing of God and the miracle power that's released.
and, and revelation of who you are and who he is and his plan and vision for your life. And the vision for your family. The other thing the Lord spoke to me, and I'll close with this. The other thing the Lord spoke to me is that personal vision comes out of intimacy with God. And the fulfilling of his will for our lives. So a personal vision for your life will come about as you walk in intimacy with him. And as you obey what he's already revealed to you. So many people want to do all kinds of great things. And that's good. I think God gave you that desire. But you have to, day by day, live for Him. Choose Him. Choose to serve Him. Choose to obey Him. You know, we've been on some special nutrition program for a few years. And... um, I go on and off. and uh, But Pastor Karen, she's like the rock of Gibraltar. She's, no matter what kind of biscuits and gravy and no matter what kind of dessert comes around. She says, except last night. <laughs> Guess you stumbled her. Amen. We forgive you. Hallelujah. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But I, but I watched her just all this stuff go by and she just constantly chooses, nope, not doing that today. Nope, 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 nope. Just lets it pass by. And uh, I watched at those moments where I would choose to, you know, depart from the eating plan. And so over the course of, I don't know, probably four weeks, all the traveling, ate some of the most amazing food and I don't regret it one bit except I did gain 20 pounds except I decide after I got to you know you know when your buttons are moving on your shirt and you're like oh you try to button your pants you know what I'm talking about right I'm sure does anybody know what I'm talking about and and God forbid a button break because you take somebody's eye out because you just So I burned the canoe. I gave rid of all my clothes after I lost 60 plus pounds. I gave rid of all my bigger clothes. And so it's kind of like a stop, a stop mechanism where I got to the place where like everything was like super tight. I felt, started feeling like a, a sausage casing. <laughs> so that would be the clear indication. I, I did that so the Lord's like, uh, dude, stop. So I... I tapped my brakes, I pumped my brakes, and I got back in the plan. And so I was on this Kentucky trip, and you constantly have a choice. Food comes before you. You get to choose whether you're going to eat right or not eat right. You get to choose. So I just started making choices every meal. Come on. His mercies are new every morning, and it's morning somewhere. No, I know, I've known people who have to go get body part replacements because they didn't take care of their physical body. Listen, I've talked to people that are older and wiser, and they say that many times, they say this, just make sure you take care of your body because you don't get another one of those. And you're like, what about healing? Okay, all right, yeah, I believe in miracle healing, and he certainly does that. But if you're not a good steward, why would God waste another body part on you for you to destroy it? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching, kid. 
point is, is that you have a choice. We all have a choice. Tonight, as I close, know this, that this is the first day of the rest of your life. And you can change. You can, I love what that sister says. Power of the Holy Spirit touched her and I, I realized I could change. That's exactly right. Resurrection power can change you. And you might have made bad decisions. You might have come from a family of bad decisions. You, you might come from generations of ill will and rebellion towards God, but you can live differently. You can be blessed. You can break out of poverty. You can break out of lack. You can get an education. Hello? Hello? You can get an education. You can get a job. You can learn to work hard. You can learn to he said, well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, my marriage is terrible. How about change it? Don't be a victim. Change the way that you're living. Choose to do the will of God. And watch God be held in awe. Watch the miracle power of God be put on display. And could it be, if you obey God, I'm reviewing, if you obey God, that your whole family's breakthrough is dependent upon you actually obeying? Did you get something? Me too. Stand up on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Father, thank you. For your word, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light upon our path. Your word changes us. Your word blessing of God tied to your word. And for the record, it's Luke 1, verse 67 through 80. Zechariah obeyed. You've got to choose to obey. There's all kinds of pressures. Where's my where's all my youth at? Yeah, all kinds of pressures at school not to obey God. All kinds of pressures. There's all kinds of opportunities, I mean, for each and every one of us to get resentful that you didn't get it. It didn't happen for you. Zachariah didn't get resentful. He didn't yield to the pressure of people around him. He said, how can you name him John? There's no one John in your family, Zach. Zach, there's no one John in your family. He's like, no, I'm obeying God. I'm obeying the angel. I went through the first round already. Anybody been through a couple rounds? I have. No thanks. No mute and deaf for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the blessing of God. I'm going to obey. I choose to do the will of God. It's the glory of man. God doesn't make robots. He doesn't twist, you know, wind you up and set you off. No, no, no. You get to choose Him every day. You get to choose what you eat. You get to choose the relationships that you have. You get to, you get to choose. And if, if you don't like it, change it. Start doing God's will. Can you say amen? Now I pray now for, how many of you want a house? You want your own house. Come to the front right now. Come to the front. Come to the front. You want your own house. You're like, I want another one. Good. Pastor Karen standing for, what are you standing for? Our cabin? All right. Land for our kids. Amen. Cabin. Anybody else? Listen, there's nothing wrong with this. It's everything right with it. God wants to bless you. You can fill in. This is like the, people think this is like the death zone or something. They just kind of stay out of their be okay. It is the spit zone, so I'm just saying. Don't worry. The keepers of the house constantly clean the carpet. Amen. Right here. They clean that, so it's okay. 
Come on, let's pray for these to have, there's a lot of homes. Watch this. Y'all remember this prayer. Now you do your part. You do your part, right? Your own house. Your own house. That's close. <laughs> Can you handle it? Your own house. Your own house. I can see them. Popping everywhere. Lift your hands to heaven. Let me pray this and prophesy it over you. Father, I pray for supernatural favor. I pray for those who need uh, credit, correction, and healing. Lord, you bring that. Lord, you help each and every one of these families, Lord, to be a good steward over that which you've given them and that you would prosper them and bless them. I pray a release of homes for them tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Release homes, houses, land, cabins for us and for our children, for the glory of God, not for our own greed. But it's just good stewardship. It makes sense financially. It's good for a tax break. And it's good, to, it's good to prosper because you take pleasure in the prosperity of your servant. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Release homes. Come on, now you make it personal. Say, Lord, release a home to me. Release a home. Release land. Come on, say it. Come on, God gave you a home, didn't he? Amen. <laughs> gave you one too. Where's Minister David? Can he get your own house? Amen. Come on, someone say, Lord, release my house and help me to do my part. Release my house, oh God, for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And you're not going to be house poor. You know what that is? That's when you pay a mortgage that's so high you can't stink and eat. That's not smart. God's going to bless you. Do you believe that? Say Amen. Put your hands together for God. Wonderful. You may return to, return to your seat. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, won't you give your heart to Him tonight in recommitment or perhaps for the first time? If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus in recommitment or for the first time or you just want to be sure. Those online, those here, you say, that's me. Wonderful. Pray this prayer. Right out loud with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Lift your hands. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch right now. Fill right now. Be filled. And God, we declare tonight that we will do your will. We will to do the will of God. We choose your will. Come on, just tell them. I choose to do your will. Revealed through your word and by your spirit. And God, thank you as we do that. Our state will be transformed. Leaders will be raised up. The nation will be impacted.
the nations of the world will be impacted. Blessing of God. And we pray, God, tonight for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for Israel tonight, protection. You surround and bless them. We thank you. Thank you. I'll give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, all of God's precious, chosen, holy, blood-washed people said, Amen. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.